Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra. Ready to recap another... Oh, bitch, I was going to say when. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> A bitch got used to winning. Wow. Wow. Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's your girl, Sandra. Uh, here to recap a Chicago Red Stars loss. Chicago Red Stars lose 2-1 to one to Sky Blue FC. And we're finally recapping this game uh, that took place last week uh, ahead of some game previews that we have to do for you guys today. And there's, it was an interesting game. It was an interesting loss. Some things to unpack there. We're going to try our best to do it before having a preview. Uh, two games, and I can't do that alone. No one can ever do anything alone. So I'm here tonight. My friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins. Thank you, Scam Originator. How are you doing tonight, Claire? I'm doing fine because I didn't watch this game. Um, it didn't happen. Uh, yeah, I, you people seem to have watched it and have things to say about it. I did not. Um, Wednesday night games are tough for me, so... At best, I was always going to watch it on pre on a, on a re- replay, and then upon hearing about what happened, I decided not to do that. Um, so, <laughs> so a wise choice. Which, a wise choice, you know, honestly. I could, I could, I could front. I could pretend that I'd seen it, but I haven't. So, with that in mind, uh, I'm going to ask Sandra some questions about a game that she saw. That I did not see. So let's start with the uh, the lineup. This is what second game short rest because they played Washington on Saturday, the prior Saturday. Got a one one zero win, and then uh, stayed on the East Coast uh, to play in Jersey on Wednesday. Uh, we had Alyssa Nair in net, Aaron Wright, Sarah Gordon, Katie Naughton, and Casey Short. In the back, Morgan Bryan starting in midfield this time instead of Danny Colaprico, Julie Ertz, Vanessa DiBernardo, and then up top had uh, Yuki Nagasato, Katie Johnson, and Sam Kerr. Uh, what did you think of this starting lineup when you saw it, Sandra? thought it was pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. I thought, hey, here's a team coming off of a win against Washington Spirit, right? Going into Jersey on short rest, but they... I felt like they did everything right, you know? Like, they, they stood on the East Coast. They didn't head back to Chicago. They just stood on the East Coast, kind of did their thing, made their way up to, to play Jersey, and then rolled out with this lineup, which, you know, on paper gave us a bit of a different look in, for, in terms of general, like, player rotation, right? So you had uh, Morgan Bryan back in there. Uh, Tim Davidson was was on the bench for, for this game after having started uh, that previous game against Spirit. Um, seeing Katie Johnson, you know, get the start up top, having Aaron Wright be, you know, pushed back uh, into that back line. I thought it was still a pretty strong, very capable, more than capable lineup uh, to go ahead and try to pull out a result um, in Jersey. I mean, it was kind of, I mean, it's kind of impressive, right, to think about Julie Ertz just still being a machine 
um, going full 90s and on short rest uh, coming up from the World Cup, but she's doing it. And it was really good to see Morgan Bryan still sort of, um, even though they're kind of monitoring her minutes and someone like Danny Colaprico's minutes, um, seeing her be able to just get back out there with that sort of midfield trio of, of Brian Ertz and, and Di Bernardo and, and try to, you know, uh, fuse some things together for the midfield. So right. just looking at them on paper, it was like, yeah, like this team is going to get a result. You right. Know? And it appears to me looking at, all, you know, the game day stats uh, that were made available, um, it doesn't look like numerically uh, Chicago played all that poorly. It looks like, you know, they had um, – they, you know, they outplayed Sky Blue with shots, shots on goal, um, corners, crosses. They only, they were only offside once. Um, they had more total passes. Their passing accuracy numbers were higher. They won the possession battle. Um, to me, this doesn't look like a game um, that Chicago, not even tied, but lost. But then maybe I wonder, and you can tell me if this is true. I think maybe the thing, the the number that means the most is the fact that nobody scored in this game until the 71st minute because that means that something did not go according to plan for Chicago. Word. I think watching this game uh, initially, just watching it live, the, the sort of vibe that kind of get out of or I got out of it at the time was the rest of us pretty much came out the way they we've been used to really seeing them start out a game. They're they're coming out with a high line, like pressing really quickly, um, getting on, finding themselves getting on the attack, making sure they're establishing like their connecting play, and it sort of gave a bit of that vibe where we were going to see a goal from the Red Stars, you know, within the first 15 minutes, like we have seen, like in about nine of their games or so, where they just tend to score a goal that that quickly, and it quickly kind of turned into a similar vibe like I think against a Washington Spirit where it just was like okay the goal that initial opening goal just never came and I think with this match in particular um having gone like stayed on the east coast and then having a game on short rest um again this is an away game so we weren't able to to really ask this question but just looking at it, you have to wonder if maybe the Red Stars game plan was to sort of come out the way they come out and try to get a goal quickly and sort of dictate the tempo of this game immediately um, in an effort to try and, you know, maybe continue to sort of rotate some players out, put some additional subs on, right, and just dictate the tempo and the flow of this match. And within that first 15 minutes, you know, that initial goal didn't come. And I think with – it was frustrating because – you know, the Red Stars were getting these these opportunities. If they weren't directly on goal, they were finding themselves within within Jersey's final third a lot. Um, Casey Short was still getting um, behind the ball, like just picking up and doing what she's doing. I, I, for me, I sort of felt like um, it took a little while maybe for some of the connecting to kind of come together for Casey Short and Katie Johnson. You know, maybe it didn't come as quickly as what we've been seeing between Casey Short and Aaron Wright in some previous games. Um, but that'll happen maybe sometimes when you're doing some player rotation. But it eventually did come. You know, Katie Johnson was getting behind these balls and trying to, you know, link up within the box and stuff with, with Kerr. And then really early on, you just started to see sort of these 
really strong individual performances between, you know, Kerr and Kaylin Sheridan in right. that. Right. I was Sky- gonna say I, I didn't watch <clears throat> I didn't watch the Sky Blue game on Wednesday, but I did watch the second one that they did against the Rain this past weekend. Um Kaylin Sheridan's just playing out of her mind right now. Uh she's keeping Sky yeah. Blue in games. Yeah, she was absolutely ridiculous in this game. Very, very early. I think it was like the fifth or sixth minute when when it happened initially. And so she she pretty much was helping also sort of set the tone as far as you know, being able to be Jersey, being able to be scored on, it was not going to be easy just because of the goalkeeper that she is. And I think that not getting that opening goal in the first half, I think does something for a team like sky blue right now, sort of where they are in their season where, you know, we're, we're in the final, we're in the final third of this season as far as stretch of games. Right. And I think the team like sky blue, um, who are, at the bottom end of the table uh, are just trying to sort of build on something right for next, next season, really just trying to establish themselves together and like play for something, play for each other. And I think with a team like the Red Stars, you know, top table, uh, top tier team coming in on short rest, you, that's a sort of game where it's like you could really catch and maybe bottle up some momentum and carry that through into really next season or even until the next series when they play each other back in uh, SeatGeek Stadium. But not getting that goal, I think, in the first half really kind of maybe did something uh, for Sky Blue. I think it leaves it open, really, um, right. for either team to sort of make a, make a statement or not make a statement. Yeah, I mean, to me, I can only kind of comment on the, the big picture stuff. Um, it's, it's interesting to me having this Sky Blue game not work for Chicago after they had a team do the same thing to them, you know, you know, just that previous weekend and they still were able to get the result. You know, this was kind of the flip side of that Washington game where the Washington game, they weren't able to get a goal off of that early press, but they were still able to kind of unlock that when they needed to. Um, But then they just couldn't do that same thing you know, however many days later. Um, I mean, it's a disappointing result. So the it's not the end of the world. It's really not. Um, but, you know, it's it seems like an indicator of a couple of things, which is that, you know, Chicago, I think, I think you see, I do think you see this sometimes. I think sometimes Chicago plays down to their competition. They're not the only ones that do this. I think that a lot of the top teams uh, have the ability to, to do that every once in a while. Um, you know, and it it just so happens that the table's so tight that giving up all three points, obviously they they didn't, like, lose anything to Sky Blue because Sky Blue's not in the playoff conversation. But, um, yes, they're still in second, but it still kind of feels like a vulnerable place to be. And it's the opposite of using their momentum to kind of clear themselves from, you know, that, that middling, that middling group that's all, you know, fighting out for the third and fourth playoff spots. So um, all of that is disappointing. I think anytime, again, anytime Chicago loses a game that they should win, which they've done a couple of times this season, um, you just imagine you just imagine that being a semifinal or something, right? You know, it's like if, if that if you have that team, that performance, that's the one that shows up on the day when it really matters. 
you know, that's a concern. Um, but I also don't think that it negates all the really good stuff they had been doing before. So it's, it's kind of a complicated, complicated thing. I mean, the other thing too, is just like, yes, Chicago's better than sky blue. Um, sky blue is not awful. You know, they can put things together and it seems like Paige Monahan did some pretty, um, incredible individual things, especially that second, second goal that she had. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think closing out that first half and then going into that second half, like they, they ended up losing sky blue ended up losing Amani Dorsey to jury. Right. Uh, so they had to sub her out like in the 35th minute. And then like right when halftime was about to approach, like it just, again, like the, the red star, it's like, it's amazing. It was impressive really that the red stars came into Jersey on short rest and they were playing really as well as they were, and it was really dope to see. Very, very impressive stuff on the pitch. Like, Sam Kerr was working incredibly hard, again, in this pitch, uh, and it just she just wasn't she just wasn't able to, to get these goals when she was finding herself sort of one one more or less, or with time and space in the box with, uh, with Sheridan. And then, even within maybe, like, those first, like, 15 minutes, you know, of the second half as well, like, Chicago didn't really, they didn't run out any substitutions until after the hour mark, you know? So like within those first 15 minutes of the second half too, like there was still some good connecting play between like Nagasato and, and O'Brien. And, um, you know, then there was a really scary moment with Sam Kerr sort of getting stomped on um, in the box, you know, really early, like the 49th, 50th minute. And she had to come off the pitch for a little bit, sort of walk things out and get a feel for her, her foot and stuff after being stomped on. Um, and I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe a little bit of that too. Like maybe, maybe there was this weird mental lapse or weird moment where sort of seeing your top goal scorer and the top goal scorer in the league sort of have to come out and be off the pitch for a little bit and wondering how she's going to be feeling as she comes back onto the pitch or if she's going to come back onto the pitch. Like, I don't know, like, you know, some of that stuff can change the mentality of a game, you know, for, for a team. But um, yeah, I, I think, I think once, once this game in particular hit that hour mark, you sort of started to see or feel the vibe of like, okay, well, even though at that time the game was 0-0 and the Red Stars were playing very well, it still felt like they were chasing this game. And, you know, you hit the 60th minute mark, there were like two back-to-back yellow cards issued to the Red Stars, you know, Nagasato got one in the 62nd, Katie Naughton got hers in the 64th, and it just was kind of like, okay... You know, so then that's when they really rolled out with their subs. You know, 66 minute, McCaskill came on, um, and Sanchez came on. They both came on for for Morgan Bryan and and Katie Johnson. And you saw a little bit of like you know some some re-energized stuff there from the subs. I thought I I thought McCaskill and Sanchez did really well, and it was nice to see because I know in in our previous episode in previewing this match, like that is something that we had hoped to had you know, that we would have seen in this match. It's just unfortunate that it sort of kind of came on the way that it did. You know, it would have been like, again, which is why it's like, I wonder if maybe this was the game plan. Maybe the game plan was to sort of try to get a goal, maybe to, you know, dictate the tempo of this match, get, get those subs in there and maybe have them chase an additional one and have them, you know, close out the game. But it didn't happen that way. These subs came on in an effort to sort of chase the game slash like get, a result of some sort but um yeah no after that hour mark and then pressing for the goal and then just I, that goal that first goal for for Monaghan was was really dope I don't want to take take anything um away from that but essentially it, Carly Lloyd did a really cool thing as this sort of like 
player slash coach vibe that everybody's getting from her uh, this season for Sky Blue. But she basically, she essentially sort of like depossesses like slash like beats Di Bernardo. You know, she ended up just cutting through all right. this open space and no one stepped to her. And she ended up, you know, finding, uh, you know, Paige Monaghan and she ended up beating Sarah Gordon, who's having a fantastic season. You know, she earned, she really earned this goal and like nobody was, nobody else after she beat Gordon, like nobody else was really there to step to her in time. And she was able to get this goal and it was a really, really dope goal, you know? So it's just kind of like, if you weren't chasing before at zero zero, it's like you were really chasing now. Right. You know? Yeah. You just can't, Again, I I don't have a lot, you know, I can't talk about the sequence, but you can't let that happen, right? And all credit, obviously, to to Monaghan, who's having a very good season, but um, it was just pretty much the exact opposite thing that they needed to happen. Um, And, you know, I think, I mean, I do think that, well, you know, we'll get to it. I think it's good that they were able to push the tempo and get that equalizer before, you know, what happened at the very end of the game. Um, because we've seen in the past uh, this season where they were trying to get that equalizer and couldn't score. So, um, and it, the sequence that they scored on was, was quite good. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's just hard to say. It's hard to tell how significant just how significant any of that is. Um, it's yeah. the first time, it's the first time I think that Chicago's really kind of um, been broken down like that when they had their U.S. women's national team players. This was their first loss, I think, with their U.S. players available. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that that could just be fatigue. It could just be something weird happened. Um yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's you just can't. It's hard to tell exactly how that broke. Yeah, down. no, it's. I mean, and then to to get like you said to get that equalizer, it was like ninety minute stoppage time. Right, equalizer from Sam Curry. It was an incredibly dope sequence. You know, I it, it came off this kind of weird corner kick. Like the Chicago Red Sox got themselves a corner kick, and McCaskill had served this in, and it was sort of cleared a little bit. You know, from from Sky Blue, but it was just like just past. The halfway line, and at that point, Nayer had a read on it, and Nayer ended up coming up and serving this ball back in. And again, I, can't, I still it's hard to believe that the, this team didn't come away with the result because even the sequence just on this equalizer for this goal. I mean, Nayer serving this ball in, it finds Ertz. Ertz gets ahead on it, then Sanchez gets ahead on it, and Nagasato gets ahead on it, and it and it's like they, these three headed passes that ended up finding their way to Sam Kerr, who had an egg on her foot, right? And then she ended up putting this ball away, finally. And it's like that, after 90 minutes, it turns out that that is how you were able to score against somebody like Kaylin Sheridan. That there had to be multiple bodies in the box, including her own defenders, forcing people to look at various different directions, causing a bit of chaos and then stretching things out enough to where finally this ball went in the back of the net after 90 minutes, like all of these things had to happen at once for this equalizer to finally get in there. And it was incredibly dope, but it was incredibly short lived, uh, you know, because sky blue ended up just putting this game away as they came right back. Um, and it was sort of weird how this happened too, because it was this sort of weird 
I don't know if lazy is the right word. I don't really enjoy using that word, and I don't think we've ever really used it on this podcast, but it was this weird sort of pass sort of coming in, and I can't remember if it was from either Nodden or Gordon, but this pass sort of comes from it's it just, like, Jen Hoy gets just enough on it, like a toe on it, to, like, deflect it, and she ends up, like, deflecting it to, to Lloyd, who, again, is the one who's just able to win the ball, get into space, find Julie James, who ends up, you know, getting it to, to Monaghan, who just timed it really well. There's no other way to put it. She timed it well. She caught Nair sort of um, a little higher up and off of her line, which is what happens in those late-game moments when both teams are looking to push for a win, right? And uh, Monaghan had the space, so she took it and, and it went in. And unfortunately, the Red Stars just, they just ran too little too late, just ran out of time. Right, it seems like the Red Stars just really thought the game was over after the equalizer, and they just didn't. That last push, usually that last push doesn't work, but um, yeah, they just didn't quite, didn't quite have, I don't know, yeah, just so mentally shut was, down. Yeah, no, it was, it was a, it, the last 20 minutes of this game was, was something else. Like if you can not watch the first, like, you know, 70 minutes of this match, just, just watch the last 20. That's all you, that's really all you need. Cause if you do watch this game in its entirety, uh, it's incredibly frustrating in the sense where you're just like, wow, how did the Red Stars not not even just get a result, but how did they just not win this game? They were just they just absolutely like outplay the uh, play their opposition. Like honestly, it was pretty much kind of like, oh okay, well I guess that's just the thing. That's the weird thing this year. That's going to be the Red right. Stars weird. Thing. That's the, <laughs> like right. this is the thing. Right. The weird thing is that these type of game they're going to lose. They <laughs> lose. They just lose some games. That's yeah. This is who they are. They win games, they win them, but they also lose them. Um, yeah, not for sure. But, I mean, that was probably the, the cool stuff in the match. Cool stuff in the match was that the Red Stars, even on short rust, played some pretty impressive soccer, some good soccer, good soccer that we're used to seeing out of them. Um, you know, Mo Bryan went into this game celebrating 50 caps in NWSL. Danny Colaprico ended up subbing on later in this match. We didn't get to that, but she ended up subbing on for Vanessa Bernardo in the 78th minute, and that, you know, she is going to, you know, celebrate it. 100 caps in that moment as a all as a red star so that was pretty cool um but that was really really it on this i mean then that's sort of what they had to ride into this week as they get ready to take on uh orlando pride man uh, yeah they is, need to win this game yeah which um, is if you're listening to this it's happening today yeah no, <laughs> and they, uh they, they gotta win i mean i keep saying it the table's really tight um if they don't get three points from the match against Orlando, that gives three teams the opportunity to leapfrog them in the weekend, and they're out of playoff position. They have just to like win this that. game. Yeah, just like that. It's so it's, close. Yeah, it's really, really, it's uncomfortably close. Yeah, at the top of the table, right. which for I think for neutrals, you know, for neutrals and like people who are finding themselves getting into the NWSL finally, welcome. Uh, that kind of stuff is exciting. Um, because I think in seasons prior, you know, we've been so used to there being this top team, right? The team that everyone else is technically chasing, but not really chasing and just fighting each other like others for, you know, playoff positioning where it's like, really, there's multiple teams who can just jump and switch positions week to week now. And I think it's, I think it's really important to know that, you know, 
there's so much discussion about this league and, and it's parody and blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's great. Like we could talk about how it's the most competitive league in the world and people are very adamant on that and have strong belief in that. Um, and on a good day, I'll, I'll agree with all that stuff as well, but I, I'm also not naive and I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, we can't look at the table and say that there are teams that are better than other teams. That exists within the NWSL. There are teams within the NWSL that are better than other teams, despite all of the parody conversation, right? Um, and I think it's important to know that, you know, we hear a lot throughout the season about about that type of stuff with that parody and with these certain specific teams that find themselves sort of battling it out towards the end of seasons and you know for Chicago specifically and and their head coach and Roy Dan specifically you know hearing a lot this season about how like the season always comes down to the final you know eight to six games of the season and you know the Red Stars are within their final eight game window and they're kicked off their final eight game window you know with a loss of sky blue so you gotta sort of see like what's gonna happen with the rest of these matches and you don't you don't want to think that like looking at the calendar and thinking that like a game like this is sort of a must win. But I think for the concept of like home field and stuff like that and positioning. Yeah. I think every point right now is going to matter. So uh, I, I absolutely also think, since, think they need to win this game. I also think since they haven't drawn since week two, if they don't win this game, they're going to lose it. You know, this is who they are. They've won a lot of games. They've lost a lot of games. So when we're talking about results, we're really talking about a team that only wins and only loses. And so you do get to the point where leaving all three points on the table could end up being the thing that, that, that kills it. So, um, yeah, especially because the fact they didn't get anything from Sky Blue. And if I'm going to be quite honest, I'm not sure they're getting anything from Portland. So they're in this stretch where cool. You want to walk away from three games with three points. You know, that's not where they need to be. Um, their schedule is kind of a bummer right now. Um, I think that it's really unfortunate that they're going to play Portland in Providence park on short rest. Um, after having to play them in their home opener, I think that's, you know, that's tough. That's a tough draw. Um, but, also, if you're not picking up the points that you need to be picking up, those games become a lot more frustrating to watch. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Right. It's not it's not a panic or anything, but um, they got to be putting they no. gotta be putting those games away. Yeah, no, not at all. I would totally agree that it's not a panic at all. It's just, you know what it is? And I think you and I actually spoke to this a little bit. I can't, I don't know. I think it, maybe it was before the Washington Spirit game. Um, as we were previewing that, but just sort of, you know, wanting this Red Stars team to sort of really take the reins on the remainder of this season and sort of just be okay with, you know, roughing people up and letting them know that, like, this is who they are. You know, that this Chicago Red Stars team is is a team that has had this certain reputation around themselves that they're a very good team, right? They're a top tier team. When you think top three teams, right? When you, when you specify, Oh, like what are the top three teams in the NWSL? Like people are going to come out and tell you, you know, it's courage, you know, Portland Thorns uh, and uh, Chicago Red Stars. 
And I could, and it's like, that's how it is. You don't never hear the wrestlers talk about like, oh yeah, they're the best, like most elite team. Like, like, no, it's always sort of this rounded out sort of, uh, rounded out sort of convo around, uh, quote unquote top tier teams. And like, well, just sort of previewing all this stuff lately, just sort of wanting this particular team, this group, this roster, this 2019 squad to really just sort of take the reins on this season and these sort of final stretch of games and uh, let people know that, you know, yeah, they're like here to compete like for real. Like they're just not going to be this team that's content with getting into the playoffs or, you know, maybe getting into the, you know, fourth seed or the third seed, you know, wanting to get that home um, uh, playoff and, and sort of having that environment and having that vibe. And I think, I think with these type of games, with these type against these types of teams, that's where you want to see that. And when you don't see that, you're like, okay, well, what? <laughs> like, what happened? And we're just going to, like, you know, chalk it up to, oh, like, it's NWSL and anybody can win. And, well, it's, and it's like, fair. It's, it's like, okay. It's also like, yeah, we're hitting this endpoint in the season where there are teams, the, the, the lower tier teams, um, who do not have any playoff hopes, really. Um, they're going to be taking shots, you know? They're going to be wanting to win these games against, you know, they want to spoil, right? It's easy to get hyped up for that. And, um, you know, I think... I think that... And I think in the NWSL, like, just a little bit of, like, being hyped and working hard and, like, grunt work can go a long way. And... Chicago can't be a team that just like, and they have been a little bit where like the, the, the upstarts really kind of knock them over. Um, and so in that way, I think all I'm, all I'm saying is just that nothing is guaranteed going into this final stretch of games because this is the end of everyone else's season too. It's like you were saying about sky blue and, and building for next year. I just think, um, they have to understand that they are a team that other teams are going to get hyped to play. And, and there's a special kind of um, effort that has to go in with dealing with that. No, yeah, we're, I agree hundred um, percent. And I think these next couple of games, I think could really tell us, you know, some things about the Red Stars, you know, there can be like a, maybe what we're going to see tonight against Orlando Another important thing to note, you know, Marta's going to be out. She's not going to be available for for Orlando Pride out on a, a red card suspension. And on top of that, an additional disciplinary issued suspension. So she will not be available for this game against the Red Stars. And she was really somebody, you know, who had a role in almost sort of spoiling uh, Sam Kerr's triumphant return from, from the World Cup um, and really made things interesting in their last meetup. Uh, when they played uh, back in uh, Orlando. Um, so she's not going to be available. I know Alex Morgan has sort of, they've been sort of monitoring, monitoring uh, her minutes and sort of um, being careful with how they get her back out on the pitch as far as uh, playing for club. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what happens tonight. Um, I think for this particular match for, for me, um, I really want Casey Short to have a good game. I want Casey Short to own that flank and be fantastic. That's what I want out of this game. You want to see anybody do something cool in this Orlando game? 
Um, <laughs> I just want them all to play better. Uh, <laughs> no, everybody, awesome. Yeah, I just want you know, I want Sam Kerr to score two goals, and I but I don't want it to be because she had to work hard. You know, it's like I want. And this is this is like and this is nothing against Orlando, but like I want the Red Stars to be a little bit mean about it. They need to like yeah. realign no, what yeah. they're doing. I think they they I'm need there. to they need I'm to there. get they need to knock a couple down on them, I think. No, yeah, I'm there with you 100%. I want it. And I don't think that's yeah. unfair to ask for that. I want I want Chicago to be vicious. Yeah. I want to be Chicago tough. That's what I want them to be. I want to like look at this game and I want to recap this game and say this is a dominant team that don't give any fucks and they want to just win the game right. that's what that's what i want the, the the next cap to be so uh, hopefully that's what we get to do because following this game yeah the red stars have a another game on short rest where they will head to they portland go to portland i gotta go i, to I don't understand that i don't yeah i really don't so yeah, today August twenty first, Orlando Pride, and then they will be playing uh, Portland Thorns FC on August twenty fifth, uh, Sunday. Um, so yeah, uh, for people who don't know, uh, Chicago doesn't have the greatest record against Portland Thorns. Pretty sure they're winless in their last, I think it's fifteen or sixteen games against the Thorns, uh, and that includes an equally atrocious record in Providence Park. So I don't know yeah. really much else to to say about this or preview this um i just think i hope that it's a draw i think it's kind of tough that your two games on short rest are both away um but that's the hand that chicago was dealt this year um and i also just think it's a shame it's a shame that this is not going to be the red stars at their best because i do think the Red Stars at their best versus Portland could be really fun. Um, but I think we're going to see, I just think we're going to see some tired legs and that's hard to deal with when you're, you know, playing at Providence park. So. Yeah, we're, yeah, no, we're, we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's hard to sort of gauge since we're doing a double, doing a double preview for you all here today. And we're actually going to come back um, the following week and right after that Portland game and actually do an additional sort of double episode. We'll do it a sort of bit of a double recap uh, for you all uh, post uh, Portland Thorns match uh, on the 25th there. So that's all why we're doing the double preview here because we're going to hit you guys with the super episode and the double recap um, as well. But as far as that Portland Thorns game, as far as players I would like to make have an impact in this game, uh, I think in general I would just like the midfield to do well because I feel like last time – they were out there during the World Cup portion of the schedule. Um, not the maybe best showing. And I think that the midfield looks a little different now. So I hope that the midfield has a good game uh, against Portland. Um, set piece defending. That's all I Word. want. Do it better. Set Do piece defending. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Uh, Claire, you're pretty dope. Do you think you want to let the people know where they can find you in your work? Uh, I do stuff for the Equalizer. I do recaps for Hot Time in Old Town. We'll see what I end up writing about the <laughs> Orlando game. Um, I will be at work 
during it. So uh, we'll see how I approach that. Approach the last one kind of weird, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Gotta love those Wednesday games. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to follow me in my work, you can do that actually in all the same places as well. Uh, got a couple things up on Equalizer. Uh, you can find additional Red Stars content from myself at Hot Time and Old Town as well. Um, Claire and I on Hot Time hit you up with previews and recaps and, and keys from, from the game and stuff like that. So check that out. Um, you can find additional uh, Red Stars content on secondcitysoccer.com. If you are into Twitter and you feel like following me and my general shenanigans, you could do that at Sandarita underscore. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A underscore. But if you're not into, like, reading or hanging out on Twitter or anything like that, you should absolutely continue your support of the Southside Chat podcast. The podcast that helps you stay inside with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that by following us on our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Southside Trap Pod with one letter P. And you can go ahead and listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. And you should go and find us. Uh, subscribe to us, give us a like, rate us, review us. You can all that stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we kind of produce some uh, Chicago Red Stars uh, content for you guys. And uh, stay tuned for next week where we'll hit you up with the uh, double recap. Hopefully, a uh, couple wins. Bye.